Hi, this is Alex Saviak. You are listening to Marvel 616 Politics. That's right. This is Marvel 616 Politics, and it is, in fact, episode 48. I know last time I said it was episode 48, I was wrong. Last time was episode 47. So, I am your co-host, Andy Kirby, and this is your other co-host, Jared Mayo. Jared Mayo! You sound a little bit more upbeat than last time when you were like, Jared Mayo. I just, I try and mix it up, you know? You know? You do a great job. I mean... I'm going to go out on the limb and say you're the best co-host there is. Well, I mean, you're the best co-host I've ever had. Well, you, I love it when my little girl runs up to me. She's like, Dad, you're the best dad I've ever seen. Aww. <laughs> I guess seen. Does, I mean, she says seen, but sometimes she says had. You're the best dad I've ever had. I'm like, oh, thanks. Backhanded. That's weird because she's like 14. What? Isn't she like 14? My daughter? Yeah, that's why it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird because she's not 14. Oh. Is this your three-year-old? This is, Yeah. Well, no, it's my five-year-old. Oh. Three, five, and seven, right? Yeah, look at you! So, hey, man, when do you start your J-O-B? Oh, boy. I got my room ready this week. How's that going? Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's all right. It's very hot. The school is not air-conditioned. Wait, why not? I have no idea. <laughs> Isn't that like a... How old's the building? Oh, I don't know. But it is one hot place. <laughs> <laughs> That's one hot mother. Yeah, it's one hot mofo, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say very, mofo. <laughs> very, very hot. But um, Mr. Mayo's class is all superhero-themed. So oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely the coolest class in the whole building. But we've got uh, we've got like Avengers, um, clings all over the the walls, and we've got um, I got Spider Man wrapping paper to cover my bulletin boards, and then I found this five foot um, like birthday set for Spider Man, but it doesn't say Happy Birthday on it. It's just Spider Man, some villains. So I've got that draped down, and um, I got some superhero border. And I got, I laminated some Marvel posters and I put those up. And uh, then the other border I have outside my room is all film reel. So it's, it's a sweet room. That is impressive, Mr. Jared. How much does that cost you? Does that come out of your pocket or do you have, like, do they, how do they work that? Do they give you something back for it or no? No, I, I think I spent like $50. So it wasn't too bad, and like the posters are were my own and, and that kind of stuff. So it wasn't too expensive. Okay, well, I mean that's good that it wasn't too expensive, and that. But I'm I, I'm kind of surprised that they don't. I mean, I guess for decorations, but do they reimburse you for other stuff? No, no. I, I, talking to all the teachers, they're like, "Oh yeah, you're easily gonna spend about a grand getting your room ready." What? I'm like, what? I I don't think so. Holy so, cow! Yeah, I'm trying to do things as much on a budget as possible. Do they have, like, gold dust on their wallpaper, these other teachers? 
no, they, I guess, like, you show up, like, I showed up to my room, and I had, like, ten things in my room. Like, what the heck? So I don't have, like, I don't have stuff for them. So I'm not sure. I'm going to meet with the principal tomorrow and figure that out. Because my whole thing is, like, you know, if you're a nurse, you don't go show up at your job and, like, you pay for Band-Aids and you pay for medicine to treat your clients. So, or any job for that matter. So why does the teacher have to buy everything, you know? Yeah, like, what do you mean 10 things? What do you have? Well, I had tables and chairs and I had an easel and I had my desk and I had a couple board games and a few blocks. I'm like, uh, where are all my manipulatives? Like, the sh- the shelves are just barren. <laughs> it sounded like you just cursed. <laughs> what? How? The <laughs> shelves like, are barren? My, all my sh- my shelves. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's what it sounded like you said. I was like, what? <laughs> my manipulatives and all the rest of my sh- my shelves. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, man, is this a public school? <laughs> Obviously. So is is it a public school or is it a private school? No, it's a public school. It's the biggest – Fairborn has the biggest uh, elementary school in all of Ohio. Wow. So, but my building is just a kindergarten building. We have 16 kindergartens. What? Six? Wait a minute. Fairborn is – is the population that high in Fairborn? Well, we have Wright Pat, and oh. so all the kids come to Fairborn. Oh, that's true. Okay, I forgot about that. That. Yeah, so it's it's huge. So, it'll be good though. It'll be fun. We're gonna we're gonna do all kinds of stuff with heroes and learning how to be a hero and what a hero is and how you can be a hero to other people in the class and you know use responsibility and stuff like that. Man, that is awesome. That gets me excited. Like that makes me think. Like, I I I like that idea of teaching those core those core values. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're in the curriculum, but I find, and this is just Jared. This doesn't have to be anybody else. But I find it difficult sometimes to teach those values outside of the Bible, right? Because they're they're very biblically based, and um, I mean, you can. But, I mean, when you look at the root of everything, that's how, for me, for Jared Mayo, that's how, how things work. You know, they, they go back to that. So to be able to show them a different example of, a, you know, my biggest hero was Jesus Christ. He still is. But I can't show him, but I can show my other heroes, people like Captain America and Spider-Man. And, and we're going to get to talk like, you know, Hulk is angry all the time. And so we'll talk about how we control our anger. And, you know, Captain America is is responsible or he's a leader and fantastic four have teamwork and the, the x-men they talk about diversity and spider-man's responsible and and stuff like that to be able to incorporate that in the curriculum is is going to be a good time man that is awesome that is awesome i never even that never even crossed my mind <laughs> that's so cool this is this is what i do this, this, this is how i get my fix okay I have um, <laughs> I have four set meetings every week, okay, at 2.30, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. All right. Okay, so 2.30 to 3.30, I have meetings with four different individuals. And then I have other meetings throughout the day, but these are my standard. Um, and so 
they'll tell me like a problem and I'll say, listen, it's just like this. And I said, I'm going to go back to something I know. It's just like comic books. And they'll be like, what? (laughs) And, And I'll say, no, listen, if a creative team is not doing well on this, we can kind of shuffle it around without closing down this project. Like this title you know, and I get all my business models <laughs> from, awesome. from comic books. I'll say, listen, maybe we don't need to cancel this title. Maybe we need to shuffle the creative team. Maybe we do need to relaunch at number one and kind of do a different direction. Or maybe we can go and just have revitalize and rebreathe life into it. So <laughs> it's – and like um, – oh, here's a real-life example, okay? We're trying to plan these uh, these CDT meetings, these contractor development team meetings, right? And yeah. the girl who I'm talking to is saying, well, everybody else has covered this topic in the meeting, so I don't know, like, why would we want to say the exact same thing? I was like, that's true. However, I look at news feeds all day for comic books, and there are some, you know, there's some A-level and B-level news uh, websites out there. I was like, if all the A, B, and C level cover one thing and CBR or Newsarama does not have an article, at least a paragraph about it, everybody thinks, wait a minute, they dropped the ball. Why are they not covering this? So I was like, just like that, you want to at least mention it and have a different take on it or a different, you know, or let's wait and see what happens. So don't avoid it altogether or else they won't think that we're in the mix or on the ball or a level. She's like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, so does it work? Do, do people follow you or they just shake their head and they old farmer Andy, my subordinates follow me or else they get in trouble. So gotcha, man, that's awesome. Comics in real life. Yeah. Like we get to use daredevil for, you know, disabilities and, it's it's really cool. Like when you really step back and look at the Marvel universe, it really is a, a different place, and it touches on all kinds of stuff. That is so cool. So it'll be fun. I don't know what the girls in my class are going to do, but they just have to suck it up. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, I'm sure you're going to use some strong female leads and stuff, right? Yeah, the difficulty is finding materials, like professional materials. I mean, I can draw and make stuff, but you know, I just search for so many things i contacted marvel they didn't get back to me but there's just you know there's there's curriculum for older i found marvel curriculum parts for older grades but nothing for for kindergarten and there there are so few female things like i can find spider-man everything and avengers is super popular but what i can't find you know uh a storm stuff or invisible woman or, or stuff like that you know right right but I, 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 Marvel didn't respond, but I just was asking them if there was um, some sort of curriculum or if they had some sort of resources or, you know, how they they would get into the schools and things like that, because that's a huge untapped market, you know? Who, who'd you contact over there? Uh, I don't, there were, I went to Marvel.com and there were literally a million emails right, yeah. of every si- single department and I don't. I don't remember who I contacted, actually. Okay. A couple people who you might want to get in touch with are um, Arun Singh. He can point you at least in the right direction because he's their 
he's their PR marketing, right? Isn't he? And then, um, oh, what's the dude's name? On Twitter, he's Agent M. Oh, yeah. He's he's in the know. I know he does all the website editing and stuff like that, but he can get... I mean, these are people that respond back. I'm not... I mean, I don't know these people, but these are people who generally respond back when you when you talk to them or text them or, I mean, tweet them or whatever. No, that'd be great. Yeah, so I'll keep my eyes peeled. I'll see what we're doing. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to, I haven't been on Twitter forever, but that's what it takes. Get if, me some help. If that's what it takes... Yeah, I, I, know take you don't, I know you don't want to hear this, but I what? hear that DC is way more available for stuff like that than Marvel is. Yeah, we're not doing Batman in our room. <laughs> right, okay. No Batman in the room. <laughs> now, some of the stuff you might run into problems with is uh, probably like um, female costumes being appropriate. But you could try to do like the Marvel... Uh, adventures, all ages stuff. See if you can find some posters from Marvel Adventures. Maybe some covers turned into them because they're all covered up and everything. Yeah, that was that was definitely a big problem. Is the posters I was laminating was, gosh, you know she's huge or she's not wearing anything or. Right. But I found a poster. It was twenty four of Marvel's most popular characters, and it was headshots from like the middle of the chest up. Like, oh, that was awesome. So I, I laminated that one and put that in the center of the room. That's and, cool. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of females in that? Yeah, there are, I think, seven of them. Cool. So that that's that's the one we're going to go for. <laughs> awesome. Well, I mean, I'm sure that the girls can get on board with... I mean, they have princesses. If you could do... um, What's her name? Luna? Isn't that a princess? Who's princess. Medu- Crystal, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who I was thinking of. Um, you know, you got Medusa, you got well, Crystal. Luna is their daughter. Is Crystal's daughter? Oh, okay. And then, um, you know, Storm's a queen or a princess. And well, what the other thing I did was because I don't want it to like pit them come in and it's like this dark boys only room or anything like that for the girls. So I put up an Ice Age poster and a Curious George poster. Um, the border I found is boys and girl superheroes, like just generic ones. Cool. Yeah. Trying to include them too. So no, that's I tried good. to get an all guy class, but they said I have to have girls in my class. <laughs> well, that's probably good for everybody's social. I said I don't want any girls. I don't want any kids with allergies. I don't want anybody <laughs> on an IEP, and anybody that has crazy parents. <laughs> What's an IEP? Uh, individual education plan. Oh, like oh, okay. Yeah. An issue. I'm like, I don't want issues. <laughs> but they, I, I mean, they, boys. they didn't let you get away with that, right? Oh, no, they were just looked at me and laughed. <laughs> when are you doing the meet and the greet with the parents? Mm, the twentieth. The twentieth. We just started school down here. When is the twentieth? Oh, you started already. Yeah, we started two days ago. Wow. Yeah, man. How's that transition back into school life? Um, well, my daughters haven't started homeschooling. Oh, I uh, forgot. Yeah, they're going to start next week on homeschooling. So, But uh, everybody else is going back to school. Walmart is abuzz with back-to-school days. <laughs> so, oh, Walmart. Good old Walmart. Woo! 
<laughs> well, anyway, this is a comic book podcast. I don't know if you can tell, but uh, it is Marvel 616 Politics. Please visit our website where you can stream our episodes at marvel616politics.com. You can always email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at 616politics. Look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash marvel616politics. You can even give us a call and leave us a message or ask us a question on our own schwankity-wankity phone number, 616-755-TINA. <laughs> That's right. Tina. That's 616-755-8462. I had to memorize that because I keep giving that number out. For I'm real. glad you did, because I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the phone right now. <laughs> I'm at the office, and it has letters on the phone, so we're good to go. Well, cool, man. What else is going on? Well, I was going to... Are we st- are we still sponsored? We're sponsored, right? Oh, yeah. M- yeah, my bad. Yes, we are definitely sponsored by um, Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Order all your singles in advance, two months in advance. The reason they do it two months is so that they can get accurate numbers from uh to diamond and to marvel and to give you up to 40 percent off that's right 40 percent off all your singles you don't want to pay 3.99 for a comic me neither that's why i use dcbservice.com and if you use our promo code our one-time use promo code marvel pol8 you get an additional eight percent off and how much is that that's 48 percent why would you not do it I don't know. Maybe if you don't have arms. I mean, that's true, but then you probably have one of those screens where you can look at... Well, if you don't have arms, then you're not in Mr. Mayo's class. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I'll deal with... How am I going to teach you how to write? <laughs> there, uh, Discount Comic Book Service has been a tremendous help for the show because we read so much. Um, so, obviously, uh, <laughs> they provide us with uh, the bulk of all our reading materials. And they have good customer service, too. I've contacted them before, and they're very friendly. Indeed. Yes, I visited a brick-and-mortar comic book store I had not visited before and did not get good customer service. So what did I do? I ran back to DCB Comic. <laughs> you know what I like about them, though? Like, if you... I really uh, put the pencil to the paper here. I can go to my LCS... <laughs> which, um, you know, I like them. They're really nice. They are extremely nice. It is the best LCS I've ever been in. It's clean. It's family-friendly. They're not playing death metal music when you walk in and nobody's dressed up as wackos. I'm not talking about cosplay. I'm talking about, you know, your normal. Um, So I would love to give them business. However, I am on a tight budget, as we all are. I thought to myself, let's do subscriptions for Marvel. That is a good buy. It definitely is. However... Yet again, you cannot get all the titles that you want on subscription because Marvel does not let you subscribe if they don't know if it's going to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can't subscribe to limited series. You can't subscribe to new series that they know aren't going to go anywhere and they're only going to make it to issue 13. And have you, when you get your books, do you, do you use subscriptions for Marvel at all? No, I've heard that they come bent. Well, actually, you can complain and they'll send you another one. But they do sometimes come bent. Um, they come like two or three weeks after the published date, the release date. 
Hmm. And uh, when you open it up, there's a cardboard sleeve in there that's like that's not the same thickness as the cardstock that you, a bag and a board that you would get at LCS. But um, on the back of it is all the stuff you can subscribe to, and they just updated it, which is fantastic. And they added more titles, but they have cancel cancellation announcements. Like I was reading it. There were a couple titles that just got canceled that are like that are on there now. They're like, oh, you can get Dark Wolverine. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> so that's that's a mess. That's a mess. <laughs> anyway, I, I was like thinking to myself, I run a subscription department at my work. I would love to put in a resume and application and be like, listen, I can do this job. <laughs> yeah, let's revamp this baby. It's not that hard. So anyway, DCB, uh, DCBS, DC, Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Go there. Tell them we sent you. Use Marvel POL8 and get your uh, your first order an extra 8% off. And it's – I tell you what. They ship them so pristinely. They are not bent. Sometimes they'll throw in extras in there too. They'll sometimes they'll say, oh, we got we know that you like this title. They threw in a couple extra there, so it, awesome. it's fantastic. That's cool. And to be honest with you, I I think I'm gonna buy a lot more from them. My subscriptions are running out because of double shipping. I only get six months of books instead of twelve because of double shipping. So I think I'm gonna be hitting them up a lot more. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I have to admit, it is really fun to go to their site and like really look through this month. Okay, this month, which titles are coming out? Which ones do I want? That type of thing. Yeah, they have a good site. Yep, absolutely. Well, Andy, why don't... uh, You know, I was looking over some of the comments on the board, on the Facebook page. The board on the Facebook page. And um, it seems overwhelmingly that the Farmer Andy story stole the show. What? So I was just wondering... You know, have you had any encounters with any kind of wild animals or, or you know, funny farm antics since we last spoke? Well, here's the update on the farm. I'll just give you one story because the other ones, they just went so long. Um, <laughs> so we start noticing there's a little puddle of water outside the, outside the door, outside the window of the house. I'm like, oh, that's weird. But it's a dip in the grass, so... I mean, it's been raining here nonstop, even though the rest of the country's in a drought. It's been raining every single day here, like giant thunderstorms. Mm. So the ground doesn't get a chance to dry out. So then I go out and check it out, realize it's the septic tank. <gasps> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> so so um, I guess when you sell a house, you are not allowed to sell a house if it has an old-timey septic tank. You need to get it replaced with an aerator and everything. Oh. Or and they call it a sewage treatment plant, um, and it's just a small one that with a. I think it has a motor in it to make it all disintegrate easier and faster and everything. Well, that did not happen. I don't know how we bought this house without that happening, mm. but we. It's been pumped recently, but apparently it's still seeping through the the top of the tank. So I'm like, crap. Literally. Uh, yeah, literally. 
So it doesn't stink. It's a bunch of gray water because all the sludge is on the bottom. There's some scum on the top. It's not pretty, but it, it's it's not as bad as it could be. So I get out there and I'm like, well, maybe the lid's not on the right way. I come to find out it's a like a, a foot and a half by a foot and a half square concrete lid. There's no way this is going to seal. Um, you, you can't airtight or watertight this thing. You can't seal it. Mm-hmm. So it's coming through the cracks. So I'm like, all right, well, then is the tank messed up or, or what do I need to do? So we had somebody come out today and they snaked the the drain pipe and they said they went 100 feet and they didn't come up against a clog. So I don't know what's going on. From what I understand, there can either be dry packing, which means that the soil around it is packed down so tight that the water is not being absorbed into you know it's it's a leach field so like what happens is you flush the toilet you take a shower the water goes into the tank it's always going to be full but it always will have like three inches of air when it it does this the new water pushes the old water out to the leach field and it bleeds out through you know the yard underground and when it gets too much when the solids on the bottom build up too much, then the water doesn't get uh, sucked up by the yard fast enough, and so then it seeps to the top. This is coming out of the lid, so I don't know what the problem is. So it's either not getting out to the yard, meaning the, the bleeder pipe is clogged, which it's not, or the holes around the bleeder pipe are clogged, which I don't know how to even tell that, or the... Or the uh, the dirt around it is so solidly packed that it's not absorbing the water or the ground is so saturated because of the rain that we've been getting that there's nowhere else for this water to go. And so as it bleeds out, it kind of seeks its own level, evens out, and then pushes out the top of the tank. So if that's the case, then pumping the tank isn't going to help because it was just pumped six months ago. That's what the lady said. Because it fills up with water immediately because it's supposed to only keep three inches of air. So I don't know what to do, man. Well, did you go through um, a third party to purchase the house? Uh, Like what? Like a real estate agent? Yes. So, I mean, if you purchase this house under false pretenses or, or something that was illegal... That shouldn't be on you. This is the thing, though, okay? I, I hear where you're coming from. Um, let me tell you a quick story about being in the Air Force. I had to get medically discharged from the Air Force, right? Yeah. Um, and I had kept up. Obviously, you know I'm a Christian. And so I was helping people while I was there. I had a good attitude. Things were not going my way when I was there. And then when it get, got co- time finally to be kicked out my commander and all my sergeants were like, you need to fight this. You, you need to get paid the rest of your life because this is ridiculous and this is all stacked against you and you know, you could medically file for all this stuff. And I thought to myself, I have such a good witness about being a, a good Christian, a nice guy. When it comes to money, like everything's good. And then when it comes to money, am I going to ruin all that and say no this is more important than my convictions this is more important than my morals 
And so I didn't fight that. I let the chips fall where they may. You know, I got a little bit of money, but they were paying me the whole time I was there. So it, it wasn't like I was working for free or anything like that. I kind of view this as the same situation. This lady is like in her late 60s. She's extremely easily frazzled. She's downgrading because she can't afford a whole lot of stuff. I don't want to go to her and say, hey, listen, you need to pay for this because that's the right thing to do. I know that all my money is God's money. I know He that he provides for me. And if he wants me to pay this, then that's just the way it's going to be. I don't feel comfortable going back to her and being like, hey, I, you owe me this, even if she does. You know what I mean? Well, I, I guess I never would have expected you to go, hey, you owe me this. You know, I, I think I, I see where you're sure you're coming from, uh, but I, I don't I guess I just see it as totally just an attitude thing in that, you know, you can ruin your witness in with your attitude, but you don't necessarily ruin your witness by um, making sure what's right is done. So you think I should still kind of go for it and, and tell her, hey, this needs to be fixed? No, I'm not saying either way. I guess I was just more more to the point of what you were saying, like you felt like your witness was going to be ruined if you stood up for yourself. Well, I, I don't – right. I understand that, but I don't view it as a standing up for myself. I view it as – Well, I was going back towards the military thing. That oh. would be standing up for yourself. You know, I don't see how your witness is ruined by, by just saying, hey, you know um, – this was supposed to happen. It didn't happen. Um, do you think that we might be able to come to some kind of agreement where we could both solve this problem? You know, that's a lot different than saying, hey, old lady, I know you got no money and you're downsizing. Give it to me so I can get this crap out of here. Yeah, no, you're right. The attitude does change it a lot. I, I really have to think about it. I don't know. I, the next step is to get some sort of water jet thing and try to push all the stuff through and um, the guy told us today there's nothing wrong with the tank. So my, my options are either get a water jet thing to push everything through or dig up the entire leach field, the bleeder line and leach field and, and redo it. Mm. So I have to do some research. Yeah. I don't That's know. Tough. I, I know that this lady has had a hard life and I know that she, I know for a fact she's not a Christian. She doesn't meaning she doesn't. Jesus is not her sole savior of her sins. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She believes in karma and good vibes and all that type of stuff. And I don't know. To me, that's way more important to get her to understand that Jesus is the most important thing than than the sewage. So, yeah. But okay. So now ask yourself, you know, like, are you currently doing anything right now to help show her the love of Christ? We are not making big deals about stuff that could be. I don't know. You mean like that she knows of? Yeah. Like, I mean, how right now are you demonstrating how what is happening right now that you and Jackie are actively um, helping her understand who Christ is? Well, we gave her two extra weeks in the house that we paid for. And um, she... She had such a hard time with the other house that she was she was moving into. 
and she kept every time we met she's just like i just keep telling everybody they're such nice people you they're such nice they've been helping me out so much it's it's not you know so she she recognizes that there's a difference no i and i don't question any of that i'm saying right now like in the past week the past two weeks i in the past two weeks i I can't think of anything besides holding their mail yeah, so maybe this this could be used as a great opportunity for you to say, you know, to just get in contact with her and um, just let her know that, you know, maybe you're not seeking any monetary things, but that, you know, you really appreciated how the transaction went and you've appreciated getting to know her, that you're going to take care of it. I mean, just some kind of way to stay, to, to show something to her, you know? Yeah, but that she gets she gets nervous and frazzled easily. Like I I did call her one time. And I was like, hey, did you happen to see some clippers, like some pruning shears? Because I think some of your workers may have taken mine. I'm not sure where the, I can't find mine. And she like came over and she's like, I I don't have them, but here's some that I do have that you can have. I feel so terrible that you. And I was like, no, I don't want your stuff. No, 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 no. But. I don't want her to worry about leaving the house. And, you know, I didn't even tell her about the fleas. I didn't tell her about anything like that. (laughs) Gotcha. So anyway, it'll work out. I'm not too worried about it. I got to think about it. I got to do some more research. Yeah, it'll be good. That's my story. I mean, it always is, right? What? What do you mean? Like, it's always good. Like, I I don't know. I just live my life with there are no emergencies. Uh, I think you're right. I tend to think of that too. Um, there's stuff, you know, there's stuff I like to take care of and I like to say, you know, this is off my plate, but really I've never been in hardcore want and I've always been taken care of. And eventually one day I'll need to really exercise some faith and say, okay, I don't know how this is going to happen, but. Well, it's, I mean, they, you know, that saying don't sweat the small stuff, but the, the follow up to that is everything is small stuff. I mean, like, you know, let's talk your girls. They're always busting their heads open and ending up at the emergency room. You know, <laughs> you know, you can freak out about it or you can say, yeah, we need to go to the emergency room. Right. You know, right. by freaking out, what does that help? That doesn't right. help the situation at all. It makes the girls more uncomfortable because now they're going to start freaking out. You're the more you freak out, the more Jackie freaks out. You show up as hostiles in the emergency room, which is already a hostile environment, that makes everything worse. So you just say, all right, you know what? This is not an emergency. There's no such thing as an emergency. Let's go. I, I totally agree with you. And I tend, of course you do. <laughs> I, tend, I tend to live that way. I tend to do that. Yeah. So anyway, cool. what are we talking about? This is a farmer Andy story. Let's move on. Come yeah, on. We just needed to hear some farmer Andy stuff. Oh my goodness. This is, I've been battling this wisteria for weeks on end. It will not die. So <laughs> Wisteria? What do you mean? There's a plant, wisteria, right? So I was like, well, I'm, the backyard is all overgrown and everything because she didn't have time to take care of it. And she must have planted a wisteria plant next to this like trellis that she got married under. Oh. And so you couldn't even see the trellis. The wisteria had taken over. I looked it up on Wikipedia. Wisteria, the biggest wisteria is an acre big, and it's 250 tons. 
So wisteria is a, a wrapping vine, plant, bush, shrub thing. So my plan was easy. You go down and you just clip the roots, you know, like next to the next to the actual plant where the roots are. You just clip the main five or six outshoots and you take it and you're done, right? Absolutely not. You need to clip every six inches on every single thing because it's so intertwined and it wraps around everything that if you clip it, it's still you can't move it. It's like rock solid. And so then you start you find one branch that you're like, oh, you can start to pull, and then you pull until it stops, and then you clip that, and then you start to pull the other end, and you have to clip every six inches. <laughs> it's insane, man. Could you just burn it? I tried to do that last night, and no. What? Why didn't it? What happened? Um, It's too spread out, so like it doesn't... I don't know. I clipped a ton of it, and then I tried to put it all into one pile and everything. It's been really wet here, obviously, like I said. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I even use like starter fuel and everything like that. And it just doesn't, just doesn't do it. Like it's so green. Everything mm-hmm. is so fresh that it's not going to burn. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Hmm. And, and well, did I tell you I hit a chicken with the, the zero turn mower? No. <laughs> that was pretty disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it was not alive. It was dead. Oh, well, then that's cool. <laughs> Even grosser. <laughs> it sprayed everywhere. It was gross. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Massacre in your yard. <laughs> it was disgusting. Like, I felt a few. I found a wing, but that's it. I didn't find anything else. It was just like <laughs> liquid. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are dangerous. Did you get the blood off your porch? Yes, I did. Well, the rainwater has been washing that away. <laughs> Your poor kids, it just looks like a horror movie at their house. <laughs> yeah. There's so. fire in the backyard, there's blood all over the yard, and it's then pretty, there's blood all over the porch. It's pretty post-apocalyptic, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> For real. <laughs> we should get some pictures. We'll try that. Okay, we got to go, man. We've been on this for 40 minutes. Cool. Okay, all right. Let's, <laughs> let's hit some stuff. What's first up? Um, all right, and, oh, dude, I didn't even put the, uh, let's do some State of the Union. The State of Our Union. All right. I have two topics. Do you have any topics? Uh, was I supposed to? Uh, I guess it says any topic from you. That's what it says. Did you get one? Did you gotcha? No. (laughs) (laughs) I just finished reading Hawkeye before we started. (laughs) Okay. All right. No problem. No problem. Let's do um. Let's do number two first. The second one I had on the list. Um, Marvel Comics is getting the audiobook treatment for for some of their products. The first one is Civil War. What do you think? First reactions. Well, when I first read the article, it said it's coming out in March of 2013. And I said, wait, the book came out last month. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd love to hear like audio when it comes out. I'm really not interested a year later. Yeah, but the, re- the comic book came out years ago. So why do we care? I mean, it's the same thing as it's just a different medium. Wait, no, they're talking about the book, not the not the comic book. They're talking about the novel. I know, but what I'm saying is the comic book came out years ago, and then the book came out 
recently, and then the audiobook. So what's the difference between, you know, you're releasing it in different mediums at different times. So if your argument or if your complaint is, I want the audio at the same time the book comes out, then why not say I want all three to come out at the same time? Well, because they didn't write the book because they weren't sure how it was going to end. You know, there's like, sweet, is this going to be a... We're going to get a good reaction from the fans about this, or is this going to blow? Why would we even spend time getting a a novel written about it? But it was pretty successful, and they needed something to come out during the Avengers movie, and this is what they went with. Would you Would you read this book? No. Would you listen to the audiobook? No. <laughs> when I was younger, I would have. I mean, I could remember listening to He-Man cassette tapes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those were awesome. Masters of the Universe. Heck yeah, but I don't think this is like that. This is like for grown-ups. This is... I uh, I had a Spider-Man record. It was good. He went to the circus with Aunt May. There was a clown <laughs> who was going to cut the trapeze line. It was awesome. He went to the circus. <laughs> he did. This... <laughs> I think uh, from the article I read, this is supposed to be a dramatization, right? It's not just the book being read. It's supposed to have... Yeah. Uh, sound effects and different cast members and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. They should, if they haven't cast it yet, they should enlist us. I mean, obviously, I sent in a tape, a demo tape of us. If they've listened to our audios, our our podcast, when we've done different voices, they should know. See, I think that they did this because we talked about maybe putting something together. Not because we we are doing the podcast, but because they were like, that's a great idea. Did we? I didn't think we talked about that on air. I thought just you and I talked about that. Well, well, now it's on air. I'll tell you that right now. Well, but let's not say any more. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is it because you don't want to promise something that may not happen, or that you you just hate role playing so much? No, because I like to surprise our fans. Oh, okay. All right. Something All right. outside of the podcast. Oh, okay. That's secret. Secret squirrel. Secret Squirrel. That's what I... Yeah. yeah no. About Squirrel Girl. We could do that. I can make that noise. <laughs> How did you... Did you do that with your mouth? Yep. Wow. And yeah. you have a cough drop in your mouth? Yeah, I'm super talented. I'd call you the Super Squirrel. It's a, it's a Jolly Rancher. Watermelon flavor. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so why won't you listen to it? I got better things to do. It's six hours. It's not long enough, if you ask me. Six? I don't need to li- Six hours. I have other stuff to do. Dude, you can guarantee that I'm going to listen to this. I know. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to be... Then you just let me know how it is. It's going to be awesome. I can, tell, I can let you know how it is right now. It's going to be fantastic. Well, I, I, you might be an audio learner. I'm a visual learner. Don't call a teacher on me, Jared J-O-B. Oh, it's Mr. Mayo. Mr. Mayo. <laughs> one, I met one of my kids today. They, she came in to register, and she's like, Mayo? Like mayonnaise? I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> here we go again. You're six. How did, what in the world? <laughs> Don't be giving me grief. <laughs> Dude, my, my daughter, talk about the things that kids say. Okay. We were sitting in church, um, and Ellie, the three-year-old, was looking behind her in the seat, and this old man behind her was waving at her, and he's obviously, he's not cross-eyed. What's the opposite of cross-eyed? 
I don't know. Googly eyed. I don't know. Yeah, he was googly eyed. (laughs) (laughs) Googly eyes. And she's like, Dad, that man has silly eyes. He's so silly. He's got silly eyes. I was like, What? Oh, why don't you sit forward, daughter? (laughs) Adopted daughter. (laughs) Man. Who was I telling that? Did I tell you that already? No. Okay, because somebody was like, Well, he knows. (laughs) I mean, he's 80. (laughs) (laughs) has no one told him (laughs) he's like what what's she talking about (laughs) and then he turns to his wife (laughs) (laughs) i need to ask you a question (laughs) kids always there they ask me like what's wrong with your nose i'll say why is your nose so big what's wrong you You don't have a big nose do you yeah it it got broken when i was younger and mom and dad didn't take me to the hospital (laughs) you jerks you can't fix a broken nose, though, can you? Yeah, you set it. You can just like, oh, you'll be set fine. Set a nose? Yeah, I was at the roller skating rink, and I ventured off into the middle, and two girls ran over my face with their roller skates. Ooh. Like, Mom, let's go to the hospital. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> Shake it off. <laughs> and they, But kids are always like, what's wrong with your nose, Mr. Mayo? It's so big. And I'm like, God made it that way. <laughs> or I'll ask them, what's wrong with them? <laughs> What's, like, wrong? what's wrong with your hair that's terrible <laughs> no, i usually just be like well you know how god made your hair like that that's how he made my nose so that's like yeah that's definitely a <laughs> underhanded compliment you know how god messed you up well <laughs> yeah i'm looking at these this picture our logo of which one is me and which one is you i can't remember I have the crazy hair, and you have the squinty eyes. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, that's right. That's right. So your nose is, is not pointy. It's like a giant bubble. But that wasn't designed to be me, but you said it. You thought it looked like me, so we just went with that, and I designed you. Okay, it's basically you. I've had that character since, like, junior high. I love that character, man. I never had hair like that yeah. until college. <laughs> He's a piece of you. He is. Yeah. And I give you little <laughs> little eyes. <laughs> anyway okay right. so you can you can believe i'm gonna listen to this and i'm gonna like man i'm gonna i hope they have the punisher in this because the punisher i haven't read the book i mean i've you read the comic that. but you um you know how the punisher looks up to captain america and everything yeah it's gonna be great you should read the book to find out if that scene is in there or not i would but i'll get the audio book <laughs> and, <laughs> and then i'll listen to the dramatization Maybe I could put that in the listening center. <laughs> I'm sure it would be fine. <laughs> yeah, it'll be age appropriate. Wait, so what? The people, other? Why did 200 kids just die at the school? <laughs> What's Stanford? It's the Superhuman Registration Act. You see all those heroes on the wall there. Anyway, okay. So what? What other? What other ones should they do? If this is successful, what other dramatizations should they do? Well, they're gonna do two ultimates. And they're going to do Spider-Man. Well, the Spider-Man book with Moreland, is that the one they're going to do? <laughs> Probably not. I think it's going to be the one where he goes to the circus with Aunt May. Uh, I think they've already done that one. Maybe it will be the one um, with uh, that kangaroo character. The kangaroo? Yes, him. Ah. You know what I think they should do? If Civil War goes over well, I think they should go all the way back to... Avengers disassembled and then do House of M and then do a decimation thing and go all the way through 
the main storyline events. Maybe mm-hmm. skip Fear Itself. Yes. I think we should all skip Fear Itself. <laughs> that made me scared to read that. Oh, it was terrible. So bad. All right. Well, anything else to say about that? No. Moving right along, new creative teams for Marvel Now. Marvel Now. I'm pretty excited. i got to be honest. Are you really? I am. Because we have been in this 10-year... What has it been? It's like been 12 years, right? That we've been doing... Um, have we been doing this entire storyline ever since Avengers Disassembled? It's the same... It's a one giant storyline, right? Well, I mean, it's what Bendis has been writing. Right, exactly. Like, he kind of has the helm. And I think now this is the starting point for kind of a, a a new era and we i think we talked about new era before like decimation being an era but i think that was just a chapter in an era i would say that this is a new you know kind of all right we're starting fresh here's the here's here's the scene now don't you think yeah yeah i agree with that so because of that, I mean, when you think about how long Fraction's been on his book, how long, um, how how long Bendis has been on the Avengers, and you know, you got the Brubaker, Fraction, Gillen, X Men, which are all—it's basically the whole same thing. Who is before Brubaker on X Men? Because uh... I mean, starting from Deadly Genesis, right? That's kind of where the X-Men have been for the past 10 years, right? Or yeah. has it been five years? No, they've been on Utopia forever. It's been a while. Right, and Brubaker is when they moved out to San Francisco. Because it, um, it was after the rise and fall of the Shi'ar Empire. And Fraction was taken over on issue... 500 600 something like that it was a big deal right i don't know i haven't cared for the x-men stories the past few years so i guess i don't have them broken down well i think it should be interesting i'm pretty excited about the 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 shake-up so let's go through them real quick we got fantastic four is by fraction and bagley we have ff which is going to be fraction and Allred, mike Allred. Yeah, did you see the art for that? I saw the cover art for that. Did you? Yeah. Don't try and correct me. No, I'm... Did you see I'm, the art for that? Well, no, it's the cover art. No, I'm asking... I'm sorry. I'm Thank asking you. you if there's other art out there that you've seen. Yeah, I've read the whole issue. Do you... Me and Alfred were like this. You're a liar. <laughs> no. no, is there other art, preview art out there for that? No, I've just seen the cover art. Okay. All right, jerk. All right. <laughs> Captain America is going to be Remender and Ramita. X-Men Legacy is going to be Spurrier and Hot. Hot. Do you know who they are? No. Okay, I have no idea who these That's why they put them on X-Men Legacy. Yeah, but why would you even say, "Hey, we're promoting Legacy" if you had no A-listers on it? I I think probably cuz so far, no other X titles have been announced. So they're like, oh, let's throw this crappy one out there. Maybe. Maybe. 
Um, Hulk, which is going to be Indestructible Hulk, is going to be Mark Wade and Lionel Francis Yu. Um, Thor is going to be Aaron and Ribic, and I don't know what Ribic has done, but I saw some uh, some art by him, some cover art for this, and it looks looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, Iron Man is going to be Gillen and Land. Deadpool is going to be Posen, Dugan, and more. And I guess they're comedians. Are they comedians? That's what I, I heard. I think I heard the same thing as you. Never heard of them, but was told they were comedians. Okay, Avengers is going to be Hickman, and New Avengers is going to be Hickman as well. And I don't know who the artists on those books are going to be. Do you? No. Okay. Um, I don't think they've announced if Uncanny's coming back. It's going to be Uncanny Avengers, right? Oh, yeah. Uncanny Avengers is going to be Remender and Cassidy. Yes. Um, and then recently we had Hawkeye, number one, Gambit, number one, come out. So, anyway. Um, so, anything that really strikes your fancy? Anything that you're super excited about? Anything that you're not looking forward to? Um, I think probably out of all those... I mean, definitely looking forward to you know Avengers and New Avengers just to see what the teams are and stuff. But um, each each of them, each title, I'm like, oh, I really like one, but not the other. <laughs> you know, like I really like Mark Bagley, but not a huge fan of Fraction. Right. And I really like Rick Remender, but not Ramita. And see? I really like Mark Wade, but not you. <laughs> <laughs> you like. <laughs> Almost the exact opposite of everyone I like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about for Iron Man? Um, I, I can stand Gillen. I cannot stand Land. Okay, see, we're the same there. Okay. <laughs> Good. Um. <laughs> so you're not looking forward to Bagley or Remender? Um, I like Bagley. I I don't like Remender that much. Um. I like you a lot. I like I like you, Jared. I know. <laughs> well, actually, I could give you a whole list. <laughs> um, I really think that Fantastic Four, I'm really interested in where Fraction's going to go. I think he could do well on that title. FF, on the other hand, based on what I saw today, I don't even know if I will give this book a try. What? Are, are you serious? When I saw that cover, I was like, that is ecstatics, and Andy is going to love that. Okay, it's it looks like the ecstatics, but did you see... It's it's not the ecstatics if it's not um, Milligan writing it. Yeah, but see, this is what I'm talking about. You are, are an audio learner. You, The words come in your head. I am a visual. So you like the writing, and I love the art. Right, but it has to mean something. These characters, what do they mean? Who's on the cover? Okay, let's look at the who's on the cover of this. All right, we have. Uh, are you looking Scott at Lang? What did you say again? We have Scott Lang. That's Scott Lang. Are you sure? Scott Lang, Ant Man. Are you sure that's Scott Lang and that's not the other one, Irredeemable Outland? Yes. Whatever. Yes, I'm sure. I, I read it today. Well, okay. All right. All right. Uh, what I'm reading, the team will be include Ant-Man, Medusa, She-Hulk, and a brand new character called Miss Thing. <laughs> so it doesn't say anything about Scott Lang. It doesn't say that it's definitely him. 
Um, well, maybe you're reading a different article, Andy. Well, that's what I mean, man. So I'm imp- I'm I'm surprised to hear that. Okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't care about She-Hulk. I don't care about Ant-Man. I don't care about Medusa because it doesn't make sense that she would be on a team because Black Bolt just came back. And Miss Thing, <laughs> this, is, this is awful. Are you looking at the same picture I'm looking at? Yeah, I just thought you would really be into it. <laughs> no. <laughs> this looks terrible. What are com- what is coming out of Ant Man's hands? <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> They're like lassos wrapping around his feet so he can walk in the air. <laughs> oh, this book is gonna be terrible. Well, I was depending on you reading it so you could tell me about it. I don't know, man. After seeing this, I was I was all I was like, okay, the Future Foundation, that's cool. But they're all wearing outfits with the number four on them. Yeah. What do you think the story <laughs> is back here? Didn't it? Maybe I read an, a different article, but I thought the article said that the Fantastic Four, like they had to go on a mission or something. So the Fantastic Four handpicked these guys to take their place. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. All right. Dumb picks. The core book will feature the classic Fantastic Four on a road trip with Reed and Sue Richards' Richards's children, while FF will debut a new team handpicked by the four after a mysterious time travel incident occurs to spook the original team. That new team will be Ant-Man Scott Lang, Mr. Fantastic's pick, She-Hulk, Thing's pick, Medusa, Sue's pick, and Miss Thing, Johnny's pick of a Lohan-esque celebutant blonde, he throws into the mix. She's not a blonde on this. She's got pink hair. I'm wondering if it's like Lindsay Lohan gets transformed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Allred did draw Princess Die, so. Yeah. As part of the Ecstatics team. <laughs> I, I can honestly say I'm not looking forward to this title at all. No, me either. It. It looks awful. <laughs> okay, so um, Cap, what about Remender on Cap? What do you think? I think Remender is usually hit or miss. Right. So I guess that's kind of why I was you know, hoping there'd be some good art, but we got Ramita. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's, He's good sometimes. He is good sometimes, yeah. And I don't... I don't understand your complaint. I, I understand your point of view. Like, your complaint is the same poses, right? Yes. Right. I can understand that. I never see it. I, I, I never catch those things. So I can understand why you're, why you're uh, hesitant about that. I think the, his, his, uh, how he draws his people, they're a little... Um, what's the word? I want to say starchy. <laughs> What does that mean? I don't know. That's why I'm like, why do I want to say starchy? (laughs) I want to say the word starchy. They look like they're uncomfortable. Like, um, stiff. (laughs) Yeah, starch makes things stiff. That's what it is. (laughs) Starch makes things stiff. All right, let's see here. If we can look up Simon Spurrier. What are you doing? I'm looking up Spurrier for X-Men for the next one. Oh, oh, okay. 
comic book writer, novelist. He's English. Notable works, Lobster Random, Beck and Call, <laughs> The Simping Detectives, Harry Kipling, and Contract. He writes mainly for the British comic 2000 AD, but he also writes comic strips for the anthology Warhammer Monthly, as well as contributing written articles, stories, and reviews for Judge Dredd magazine. He is the creator of Lobster Random. Oh, boy. Spurrier has done a number of work for hire books, writing one 2000 AD-themed novel for Black Flame. This guy sounds like an all-star cast. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, here we go. Recent projects include more work for Marvel, like Ghost Rider Annual Number 2, The One-Shot Wolverine Dangerous Game, Danny Ketch Ghost Rider miniseries, which I think I actually read that. And Conqueror, a new universal one-shot. And Punisher War Journal Annual Number 1. So, uh, all big... Uh, I can't <laughs> believe they're giving him an ongoing. Like, why would they give him an ongoing if he was going to... if, Like, you would think he would do a limited series first, right? But he did. He did Ghost Rider. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he did Danny Ketch Ghost Rider limited series. Right. I thought all these were one shots, but you're right. All right. All right. All right. Moving on. Of, well, how about Hulk? What do you think? You like you, but not Wade? I don't like Wade as much, but I am interested to see what he can do because Wade's take on Daredevil is boring to me, but I can appreciate it. So... um I'm interested to see his take on the Hulk because he'll go into the character a little bit. So that should be cool. They're going for a new indestructible Hulk instead of incredible. So uh, what do you think about that? I like Mark Wade and you is kind of a hit or miss with me too. Well, it depends on if he's getting um, inked, right? I think that makes a, a lot to do with it. Yeah. Who the inker is. Yeah. And if he doesn't over over the top on his women, I know all the stuff he does for um, Mark Millar. I know Mark Millar has him draw all these very busty, sensual women. I don't yeah. like his stuff on that. But if it's just concentrating on the actual character and the faces and stuff, I really enjoy you. What do you think about um, Thor? I think Ribic will be good for his his style. Looks much. It looks like it's kind of. It's a different style, but it's almost kind of regal, and I think it'll fit as Guardian stories pretty well. It does. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, wow, he did some Wolverine stuff. Asad Ribic. He did some... What are you doing? You sawing some wood over there? Oh, I was just cleaning dust off my screen. What did it did it make a loud noise? It was like. <laughs> Oh, dude, he did Wolverine covers uh, for Raka way back when Wolverine had restarted their numbering. Oh. Wow, awesome. Yeah, I do You're like his stuff. <laughs> What'd you say? You're excited then. I do like his stuff, but I, I really don't like the character of Thor, but Aaron has a unique take. He I, I like what he's doing with, um, with Hulk right now, even though I find the story kind of lacking. I think it fits together well. So 
I like that. I'll give it a go. You know, I'll probably read it. Who am I kidding? <laughs> you don't like Thor? As a character? In his own book? No, it's all boring with the Asgardian stuff. Yeah. So what, So do you like Thor other places? I mean, I understand what he does for the Avengers. I think they could get along fine without him. What? He's freaking Thor. I know, but like as a character, what does he bring to the team? A powerhouse. Right. But, I mean, so does Iron Man. Not like Thor. Dude, Ares is such a better character. Uh, Yeah, so good that he got ripped in half and his intestines went all over the place. Yeah, that's true. His intestines did go over the place. But, I mean, like he's such a better character to, to delve into. Thor just seems so two-dimensional and you just you know what you get with him he's just a kind of an impetuous guy who's learned a few lessons but he just they use him for muscle that's all they use him for he's got nothing else to to give oh i don't see it that way jennifer jennifer loves loves like thor's like her like she loves mystique and juggernaut and then thor she just loves thor because he's always you know, his human part comes out because he's always gives Loki another chance. You know, it's like, it's okay. He's, my, he's, you know, my brother. And I know that he's making mistakes, but I still want you to come back home. And I still think that you can be redeemed. And he sees a redeemable part to people. And, and, uh, you know, he's got the comedy element because he's just, he's as guardian. He's not human and stuff. So I love Thor. Do you, are you reading the Thor title right now? No. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Because I'm kind of, I do agree with you in that Thor's book is typically boring. But of all the Marvel movies outside of Avengers, you know, the solo efforts, I thought Thor was the best. I did enjoy that movie. I really did. And I learned a lot about the character and I enjoyed what he represented in the movie, kind of that growing. But that's already taken place in the book. It's like, no, he can't, he has nowhere else to grow. Well, he'll have to join the X-Men. <laughs> right. The Uncanny Avengers. Yes, that will help him. You know, how do I deal with these mutants? <clears throat> I don't know. I guess, but for what Thor's supposed to be, I got way more out of Ares being on the team and dealing with being a powerhouse, being evil, but dealing with the humans and everything. You don't see that in Thor. They just bring him in to bash things up. Uh, you know, like how Bendis... I'm obviously I'm only going from one run writer here, but how Bendis uses Thor in his Avengers book versus how he used Ares in the in his Dark Avengers book and Mighty Avengers. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much more depth to Ares, and they're used for the same thing. I see your point. All right. Well, I'm not gonna argue it. I just oh no, I, I do see your point though. I wish Aaron was writing a different title because I like him. But and he white he writes some off the wall stuff, man. He writes some like and the Hulk was fighting robotic Russian bears in space a couple months ago, you know. So it's off the wall. So you know when he has the opportunity to play with Asgard and some of the some of the legends like that, he's gonna go crazy. So I don't I don't know how I feel about that. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Iron Man, Gillen and Land. Pass. How about you. 
I, I, I appreciate the effort that Gillen puts into his books. I think that he has tried to make X-Men his own, but un, unsuccessfully because there's he has to it's just such a high profile book it has to bend to the will of all the other you know editors and everything like that oh yeah yeah he does a great job on um journey into mystery unfortunately that title's pretty boring like his writing is good but if you don't care about the characters in that then it just doesn't matter so i'll read it i'll be interested to know where he goes with iron man and his take on Iron Man, but um, I can't stand Land's art, so I don't know how long I'll be reading that one. Yeah, well, I'm I'm interested in in what Land is going to do because Land is just notorious for copying, you know. So is he just going to straight up copy other pictures of? I mean, because usually he'll he'll trace like real life magazines and stuff. Right. What are you going to do for a guy in a suit of armor? Well, if you look at some of his stuff, like. Um, there he does he did a lot of X-Men stuff with Gillen. And if you look at um let's say Dazzler next to uh some character who like a Morlock who doesn't look human, where he actually has to draw it out and everything, there is a there is a big difference. Yeah. So and it's not like he's talentless, it's just that, you know, that's the he does the poses and everything. Uh, he does trace. That's kind of he gets a bad rap for that. It's a unique style. It's probably easier than drawing. I don't really know. Um, so he he is talented. He can do Iron Man in that way. But you can tell that Gillen's probably going to write for his artist, and so Iron Man is probably going to be a playboy in this because Land draws all those or traces all those uh, hot mamas from the dirty mags. Yeah, but you still have to draw a man in a suit of armor. So is that is it going to be kind of like you said with the Dazzler and the Morlock? Is are his human characters and the girls, you know, like Iron Man's harem of women, are they going to stick out and look so much different because they're copied? And then he's doing an an Iron Man from scratch. It may. You know. Yeah, and um, it it's probably not going to look the best. <laughs> We will see. <laughs> All right, Deadpool. I don't read Deadpool. I enjoy my Deadpool title. I enjoy Daniel Way. I think he he has fun with it, and he, he makes logical next steps. And that's what he did with um the Wolverine Origins title. I think it went 50 issues. Everything he did was the logical next step, and still you had the, the audience guessing. So I'm going to miss him on Deadpool. And so... I'm afraid Deadpool's going to turn into just this huge slapstick thing where you're never going to get a good story. You're just going to get a crazy story, and there's going to be no ongoing theme or anything like that. So I'm going to miss Daniel Way on Deadpool. I'll give this a couple issues just to get a feel for it. Do you like Deadpool in X-Force? Um, I do. Yeah, I do. Because, yeah. I mean, he, it's the same character, but he seems to be a, a, a bit different from his solo title. He does. He seems to be a little bit more contemplative. But if you think about the point of view of the reader, in the Deadpool book, the point of view of the reader is kind of Deadpool. And in um, 
Uncanny X-Force, the point of view of the reader is you're looking at this from the outside, like you're a third party. And so I can see how it would translate accurately looking like that mm-hmm. um, without changing a little bit. You know, because you get – I don't know if you've read Daniel Way's Deadpool at all, but, you know, there was one time where he tried to team up with the X-Men and he really wanted to be an X-Men. He really wanted to be included and he made his own outfit and everything. And from him, he just did the outfit he, that he wanted from the X-Men he admires, but from the rest of the team, he was – nuts and he he put together like a jean gray outfit and uh like a marvel girl suit but when you look at it from not his perspective and he's just doing goofy things and and he's a little bit crazy and he talks to himself all the time so you know i think it would translate okay you don't know that he has those feelings and wants to be included as much if you don't have that inner monologue yeah yeah gotcha all right, Hickman on Avengers and New Avengers. Did yeah, you, what do you think? Did you read any articles about this? I did not. Oh, okay. I, I, no, I think I did. I read a couple. I usually, I think I just scan them for names. Gotcha. Um, he's supposed to have a cast of 18 Avengers. Yeah. And he's supposed to, from what he said, he's going to give FaceTime and panel time equally to all 18. He is known for having a giant story. And from the interview I read, he has Avengers planned out all the way from number one to number 63. I did read that article. You're right. Okay. He says, and he doesn't speak too much about new Avengers. It's still going to be the same cast and it's going to fit in very well. But, um, man, I am really excited about what he's going to do. I would love to read his stuff. It's going to be slow-paced. That's him, his stuff. It's going to be slow-paced, but it's going to fit together. And uh, I don't know if he can... It's supposed to be the flagship title of the entire Marvel Universe now, is what they're saying. But I don't know how it can be a good flagship if it's so slowly paced. I, I don't know. <laughs> It sounds like it's going to be more the classic Avengers characters than the new Avengers, though. Yes, I think so. I think so. Which, I like this shift, you know? Like, maybe with this shift, maybe I'll enjoy the solo titles a lot more than I will the team books, you know? Because of the cast? Yeah, because, you know, the Avengers and the the X-Men are going to have these teams that... That's where your main events are going to happen. And uh, maybe, just maybe, these solo titles won't tie in so much to the team books. And then you can have, you know, like Spider-Man. Spider-Man doesn't tie in too much to the team books. It, it mentions them, but he's still doing his own thing. Um, but, well, I mean, I guess you can make an argument that none of them really... I don't know. It seems like every book is affected and every book is a, oh, this is the crossover book for AVX or um, Fear Itself or whatever. So you don't you don't like it when the single titles cross over and add to the team titles, or you do? No, I don't. Why? Well, what I'm talking about is if like um, this, well, it doesn't work in trades, first of all, okay? Let's say you yeah. have issues 7 through 12 except issue 8 
is a tie-in to um, maximum security, right? If mm-hmm. I'm going to collect all the trades that have to do with Amazing Spider-Man Volume 2, and I can't get that one issue in in a trade of all those because it had to do with the maximum security tie-in that was going through the Marvel Universe... Like, where am I supposed to find that book? Now I get all the trades and I have to have one single issue? No, I definitely agree. I agree. I don't like that. I like how cohesive everything is, but I like the limited series model. You know, if you want the whole story, buy the Spider-Man Fear Itself limited series. And then you can choose whether or not to be involved in that. And then it takes less editorial, you know, magic to say, all right, Dan Slott, this, every third issue you write has to be has to tie in with whatever event's going on right now. Well, do you do you read trades? I collect them. <laughs> you just put them on a shelf? <laughs> this is sad, but I collect trades of my favorite runs so that when Marvel goes bankrupt, I do not have to go out and find single issues. I can go back and reread all of spider-man and re-enjoy the whole thing okay i buy trades for when (laughs) the publishing company goes under it won't ever dude disney owns it it can't go bankrupt well then i should stop buying trades i guess no i'm just saying when disney owns you you're kind of you're you're okay (laughs) how how often do you go back and reread stuff all the time. Really? Mm-hmm. How do you have the time? Well, you just... I mean, it's not like I sit down and I read a, a whole run of X-Factor in one day or whatever, but I just get on my, you know, my spurts of... You know, I don't read as many new comics as you, though. So, I mean, I guess if you take some of that... You know, when you're reading, you know, Tales to Astonish and <laughs> Captain America's Invaders young Bucky team or whatever that <laughs> crap that you read, you know, and you take that time away and you devote it to, you know, Craven's last hunt or the extinction agenda or stuff like that. You've got time. I guess that's true. But, th- <laughs> but then how do you know if you're missing something good though? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so I need a friend like who, who reads everything. Well, you yeah. read what you're interested in and, I, mean, I guess I do. I read what I'm interested in, and I'm really interested in X titles and Spider-Man solo and uh, most of the Avengers stuff. Hulk as a solo character, he's cool, but you know he doesn't. Him and Thor, like you know, you were saying Daredevil, those solo characters don't interest me in reading about them. So, have you ever read Hulk uh, number thirty-four, Return of the Monster, on on? Up until probably uh, Peter David took over and he did a trade. No, no. It's fantastic, man. It really is. I collected all those. Like I think once I get instead of collecting entire runs and saying, well, entire like character one through whatever. I think I need to identify, okay, these are the writers I like. These are the trades I want to do. And then maybe I'd be more apt to pick up a trade and reread it. Well, uh, tell me, tell me, do you, uh, how do you, how do you store your stuff? Like, do you have a room? Do you have a shelf or, or what do you do? I have, 
one whole bookcase for all my trades. Okay. And then so, what about all your your floppies? I give them away. But you said you're collecting <clears throat> those those issues that you might want to go back and read sometime. Right. I'm not I mean I am collecting names of those issues so that I can buy them later and right now I have a box of probably 50 comics. Okay, so single comics that Andy Kirby has to his name is about 50. Right. Did I buy you all those single comics? Oh, plus those. Plus those. Uh-huh. Now we're hiding things. I, I didn't count <laughs> those because that's a full run. So you do have more comics then. I, okay, I probably have... How many issues was that? That was... uh, like, That was six, 60 issues, right? Okay. Yeah. It was... um. It was 58 issues. So 58 plus some duplicates in there plus another 50. So I have about 110. Okay. Yeah. And then the rest is trades. Yes. Gotcha. What was your question originally? I was just wondering how you organized your stuff. Right. Like if you had a room or if you had a space or, or what. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So how do you organize your trades? Um, <laughs> by, by, um, title chronologically. Okay. So all the Punishers together, all the Hulks together, all that stuff. Um, yeah. And then the Civil War stuff and House of M. If it's a limited series, then like, um, Fear Itself Spider-Man is a limited series. It's not within Amazing Spider-Man. So I'll put it next to Fear Itself. But if it's like, um... To see, this is what gets me. Road to Civil War had amazing issues in it. So, like, I have to put that in the amazing spot. I don't put that in the... Why? Are you laughing at me? Nope. I'm thinking of a funny joke I heard a long time ago. Yes, I'm sure you were. <laughs> so, anyway, and then it really messes up with um, uh, One More Day. Mm-hmm. Because that takes all from Sensational Spider-Man and Peter Parker and... Well, not Peter Parker, but Friendly Neighborhood. Gotcha. Marvel Knights. I'm getting so close to completing my run of trades. On, on what? Of Amazing Spider-Man. You were what? talking about um, <clears throat> One More Day, Brand New Day. Really? I'm getting close. That is awesome. Now, do you – okay, do you find them any way you can, or do you have to have the premiere hardcover or the softcover? Do you mix and match? I mix and match. Okay, okay. So as long as you have every single issue covered within your trades. Yes, yes. Whatever's cheapest because I don't really care. Okay. So would you buy used trades? I oh yeah, I buy all kinds of used trades. Okay. I I never buy new trades. Never. I don't think I've ever bought a new trade. Not from InStock. InStockTrades.com. No. Okay. Um. I have all Spider-Man from... I have all the trades of Spider-Man that are out from Amazing Volume 2, number 1, to um, one, one More Day. I have, I have nothing from Brand New Day on. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So you have from Brand New Day up until... You have like all the gauntlet and everything? Yeah. Wow, dude. The only one... The only one I don't have is because um, I have all Straskinski's run too, except for when um, who was it wasn't Molten Man, but whoever burnt down Aunt May's house. 
Yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the only trade I thought sucked, so I I sold that. What you did? You, what? Okay. I even, know. I have a break in my run. <laughs> yeah. How, how can you do that? Even if it. First of all, I like that story, but um, what is that? That's volume number nine, right? Nine or ten. I think ten is the new Avengers volume. Gotcha. Okay. So. It's, uh, oh, skin, under the skin, deadly skin, something like that. Man, now i got to look it up. All right, so um, how, how, how are you okay with that? Well, I, I don't know. Do you ever read something, you sell it, and then you're like, maybe I should have read it again just to make sure? Yes. Yeah, I think that might be where I am with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot. And I find myself at comic book conventions looking for stuff I sold just a month or two ago. Yeah. Like, ugh. Hey, I did send out new warriors. Skin deep, that's what it is. Sorry. No, that's fine. Go on. I sent I sent new warriors out to Aaron. Oh, good. Yeah, we haven't heard from him in quite some time. I hope everything's cool. He's doing great. You talk to him? No. <laughs> but I'm sure he's doing great. Oh, okay. He's fine. All right. All right. So how many trades is that? Do you, are you in your room right now or no? Comment? No, I'm not. Okay. And, and I, like I said, you know, I'm working on completing it. I'm missing a couple. I just got one this weekend at a comic book show. Man, you have to take a picture. Take a picture of all the trades from Brand New Day, starting in Brand New Day. Uh, at least the spines and post it on there for me. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Sadly, I'm I'm addicted. So, all right, let's 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 do this. All right. Current events. All right, what's up first? We got four issues to review. We certainly do. Okay. Why don't you go ahead? Why don't you lead us off with Hawkeye number one? Hawkeye number one. All right. Quick summary of this book. All right. It's by Matt Fraction and is it David Aja? Sure. I'm going to go with okay. All right. All right. So we start off. He's falling off a building in the exact same pose that he had in the movie. And then. Um, he falls in a car and really hurts himself, and then he's in traction for six weeks, getting better, really beat up. Um, he's He gets out of the hospital, throws his wheelchair in front of a car, <clears throat> and then it jumps to a scene where he's in a veterinary's office, veterinarian's office, and talking about fixing the dog, and we don't know what happened. One thing I noticed about this, it didn't really have... It, it jumped around a lot in time. So... Um, Anyway, I found it hard, a little bit hard to uh, see where we were. But then he remembers um, after it keeps jumping back and forth. He remembers the attendant yelling at him for kicking the wheelchair in front of the car. He goes back home. He sees that the people are raising rent. Uh, these Russian mobsters are the raising- rent is too dang high. <laughs> Why? Because the rent is too dang high. Love it. That guy's awesome. I'd vote for yep. him for president. Me too. Heck yeah. I mean, you need a catchphrase. So um, <laughs> then these guys say they it's within their legal bounds to raise the rent. 
So they're going to do that. Again, we go back to fixing the dog. He flips out at the veterinarian when he says, I'm not sure what we can do. Then it goes back to hanging out on the rooftop and kind of getting this whole community feel. And um, he finds out, he says, well, I'm going to take care of this problem about them raising the rent. He goes to uh, kind of a underground poker game, feeds the puppy dog, who is supposed to be the one we saw first. He feeds him some pizza, shows, has a giant bag of money, goes into the underground poker game, wants to play. They say he can't play, and then he starts a giant ruckus and basically um, tells them he's going to buy the building with all this money, and it's way more than they can make by selling it, and they're going to take it, and that's their only option. And then you see him sleeping in the veterinarian's office. He's all beat up still from the fight. We still don't know why he's in the veterinarian's office. It goes back to him uh, remembering or dreaming about what happened. So he gets thrown out. This is great. He gets thrown through a window uh, by the Russian mobsters, and he's still getting beat up and everything. And somebody pulls a gun on him. One of the Russian guys pulls a gun. The dog who we fed the pizza to, he actually gets shot in the arm. I'm sorry. The dog that he throws, uh, fed the pizza to jumps on the Russian guys to because he's trying to defend Hawkeye. Um, the dog gets kicked in front of a car, is about to get hit, and then uh, we assume that he does get hit, and then the Russian guys um, come into the veterinarian's office, and basically Hawkeye beats them all up there. Tells him what's what, puts him in a cab and says, you're going to take the money and uh, that's it. He says, I'm going to pay you everything everyone in that building owes you and another 12.5 for the building outright. And that's it. Negotiations are over. He said, you wanted to sell it? I want to buy it. I take care of my people and you get rich. The end. The guy says, I had a buyer. And Hawkeye says, I don't care. And then um, the dog is okay. The veterinarian says um his name is arrow hawkeye kind of laughs and then he says i'll come up with something better cool what'd you think well you just reviewed it why don't you tell me what you think i loved it man uh, i mean this is matt fraction he's hit or miss but really what i really love about comics is character driven stories not this is so fantastic. I had no idea the Hawkeye could do three flips in one and, you know, stuff like that. I think this is character driven. I think it says something about him that he lives in such a crappy place and he's an Avenger and he has all that money. Um, he's kind of a hothead. We know that. So that's so, where he got all the money? Because he's an Avenger? Yeah. I'm assuming that's where he got all the money. That's a good question. Um. Anyway, I like Fraction's writing. I like how he says some Spanish-sounding stuff, like he didn't know what was going on. <coughs> and then um, he says, oh, maybe it's Russian, you know, in place of what they're saying. He's not thinking those things. Like, so we know it's from his perspective. Uh, and I like I like the art. I thought the art was very... I like how he showed the rain and how everything was dripping, and I like how he got beat up. Oh, it was a great story. I hope it continues like this. I, I will, I will read and buy this as long as the stories are this good. What did you think of the art? 
I really enjoyed the art a lot. I liked it because it was it wasn't super stylized to the point that you couldn't tell what was going on, but it was stylized to the point where it was an offshoot um something special. It wasn't your run of the mill story. Let's match up match up just any artist to take on this story. It was basically like, all right, this artist for this writer for this story. So I it means a lot when the editor does that, you know? Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. I'll I'll be reading this title. How about you? Well, the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like this title was a huge waste of my time. I could have been reading some old trade. <laughs> <laughs> I hated the art. I the story was jumping around, getting me dizzy, and then when it was finally over, I couldn't really have cared any less about what had happened. Uh it it was I was just very bored, and the art was like making me want to cut myself. <laughs> That's <terrible. laughs> what about the art? It was awful. <laughs> I'm sure the guy's a nice guy. I just don't care for his style. It was it was just not my type. Can you be more specific or no? Well, cause I want to be. I don't like to say that people suck, you know. I want to be respectful because I'm sure he's, you know, because that's an art that you appreciate. But for me, that art looked juvenile. I I really liked it. I mean, even like even the. Okay, on the second to last page where the it's raining. You can see the background of the city through the rain. To me, that's not juvenile. That's like a really good interpretation of... Uh, do you like Mike Allred's art? Or no? no. Okay. No. no. All right. Why I'm not? at that page right now. <clears throat> I'm just... It, it's so simplistic that it... It, to me, it looks like, okay, I can, I'll give you that, the the background of that picture, like where you can see where it says veterinary office or whatever. Like, that's cool, but the car just looks like, you know, art class of an elementary school or something. But doesn't that give it a particular feel for this kind of story? Yeah, like I want my money back. Not that feeling. Not the feeling that you get in your gut. <laughs> no, just the kind of story like it's a it's a street level character driven story because everything else is out of focus. You have the people and that's what really matters. No. I it's don't like what, it. It's not what you get. No. No, like put put uh um one of the Kubert brothers on this. And I'll be happy. I would I would like it a lot less if it was like that. I got to be honest with you. It would feel it would feel like every other book. It would feel like Fraction's book on like his Defenders book. It would feel like Iron Man. This feels like something special. It really complements the script. Like, like something specially awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done with this. Your turn. <laughs> but I'm excited that you like it. I really do like it a lot. 
Just, I'm sorry it's going to be canceled, though. It's not going to be canceled. Do you know how long Iron Fist went? This is the same team. Yes, but Hawkeye is not Iron Fist. They... <laughs> Whatever. You how, long do you think this, you, how long do you think this book's going to go? Oh, man, I hope it goes at least 40 issues. I give it 20. I'll take 20. I'd be happy with 20 issues. I would, not, just, I would uh, not be happy with just 12. What? I think it'll probably go farther than that. But, but you know, I really thought that Venom would have been done by now, too. Yeah, and I really haven't been enjoying that. I thought I would really enjoy that a whole lot more than I have. I've only, I think I only read issue one. Yeah, but I like the stuff with Jack O' Lantern, but that's about it. So, well, there was another number one that's recently come out. Do it, man. Do it. His name is Gambit, and in this this series, he no longer talks with an accent. That's kind of interesting. I read it with an accent. Well, I did too. I hear the '90s Gambit voice in my head, you know. I definitely but, do that too. I remember back in the comics, like the way that they would write it, it would be hard to read what he was saying. Right. So now you just make it up in your head. So. <laughs> All right. Um, in, in Gambit number one, Gambit reveals that he tries to keep a balance between his mutant heroics and his social life outside of the community. It also appears he has his own apartment off of the Jean Grey school grounds and has been invited to a benefit for Empire State University. The party's being thrown by Boyra Sitch. <laughs> uh, that guy, he seems leery of Gambit and questions him. Gambit causes an explosion and sends the guests at the party, running for the exits. During this time, he uses the data he collected for Sitch to infiltrate his prized possessions. He obtains a metallic prize just as the room full of treasure starts to attack him. Gambit's cover would have been blown after Sitch's security confronts him, but a mysterious woman he had met at the party covers for him. Finally, back at Gambit's place, the metallic prize bursts open. A starfish creature jumps out and enters Gambit's body through his chest. That was a very succinct... Well done. Thank you. (laughs) So that was Gambit number one. It was okay. I thought I'd probably give it, you know, a middle rating. Six or seven or probably just a six. Um, now, were you excited going into this story, though, to read a Gambit story? No. no. <laughs> I picked this one for you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Gambit's been done before, you know, and it hasn't worked, so... I wasn't really sure about this. What I did really appreciate about this was I didn't hear anything about the Thieves Guild. I didn't hear anything about the Bayou. Any of that stuff. Like, this is not been, this is like uncharted territory, you know? Yeah. So that was good. Kind of Gambit on his own. Kind of, you know, kind of the issue I had with Hawkeye was, you know, do we need a series of Hawkeye? you know, um, branching out from the Avengers. You know, I don't know that we do. And I guess that's kind of where I am with this one, too. You know, do I need a series branching out of, you know, his time with Wolverine the X-Men? You know, I don't know. We'll we'll find out. Um, I'm kind of interested to see, you know, what this starfish, cre- starfish creature is and um, 
you know, I think a lot of this just, a lot of it was expected. Like he goes to a party, he's a thief. There's a mysterious woman. Um, there's a bunch of thugs. You know, I think a lot of it was just uh, assume like, yep, that's that's what's gonna ha- happen in a Gambit series. But uh, but yeah, it was it was it was okay. The art was pretty good. I can see that. I, I like him striking out on his own because the last we've seen him really has been <clears throat> prominently in the X twenty three series, which I liked his role in that, but it was so supporting, and I liked how. In the beginning of this, it, it said um, he's done being the um, oh, what is it? The teacher, the security guard for a mutant teenager, the sympathetic ex-boyfriend. Like those aren't his defining roles. That's not who he is. That's how he's been used, but that's not who he is. So I was excited to see him strike out on his own to find out a little bit about him. I could care less about the the star the starfish thing. Um, and this one. You know, this didn't really go anywhere, but I like the idea of him getting back to his roots a little bit. And like you said, not his roots of the the Thieves Guild or something like that, but his roots of what he is like as a person and what he's going to use his skills for and stuff like that. I'm, I'm less excited to read this one as than I was for Hawkeye, but still... Let's explore this guy who's been used ever since the blood of Apocalypse so poorly, you know? Oh, it's been before that. Let's find out what he can do. Yeah. But I think that's part of the inherent problem is it's it, it's almost like, oh, it's Gambit. You know, Gambit was cool in the 90s, but he's just been twisted and warped, and it's like people don't know what to do with him anymore. So... Hopefully they find out what to do with him with this. Do you, how how many issues do you think this is gonna go? Um, I think this could maybe be probably about the same as Hawkeye. It might make it to twenty, if not less, maybe about fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, I think this is. I think this is gonna be thirteen. You think I don't know? Hawkeye was pretty awful. <laughs> what? I don't. I disagree. I disagree, and I think that other people probably disagree as well. It'll be interesting to see the sales numbers for these two. That's true, but the, yeah, because that's a big determining factor. It is, you know? but the sales numbers do not tell you who liked it and who didn't like it. No, but that typically tells us how long we're gonna it's going to be around. You know, if Hawkeye debuted in the top 30, then yeah, he's probably going to be around for a while. But if it was like number 85, we, you know, (laughs) I'm just happy that Defenders is going away. Ending in issue 12. What? Did you ever read Defenders? Uh, I'm on issue five or something like that. Uh, No point in finishing. (laughs) It's pretty rough, man. It takes a toll on me. (laughs) Isn't that Dodson? Um, yeah, it is. But the story just drags, man. Who's writing that? Fraction. Gotcha. Well, that's what I mean. He's he's finishing his other book. Yeah, they're gonna finish on issue twelve, and um, and you know, I guess he's moving on to this. So I'm happy about that. Gotcha. And then he's writing Fantastic Four and FF. So I hope FF doesn't last that long. 
Yeah, FF and Hawkeye probably won't be around too long. No, Fantastic Four and Hawkeye are the ones that are going to stick around for Fraction. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is to it. You're a jerk. <laughs> all right, do you want to do Peter Parker? Yes, I will do that. I'm going to try to do this from memory so it's a little bit more succinct. Okay. Nora Winters calls up Peter and says, I need your help. He pops up. She says, I need you to take pictures of this old Acme warehouse, which just happens to be the place where he finds his uh, the burglar that shot Uncle Ben. And so there's a little bit of history there. They do some investigating because something's going on there. His spider sense goes off at this guard and he says, I got to come back. But he says, okay, we got to go, Nora. He saves Nora from confrontation. She thinks he wimped out. Um, Robbie tells Nora, didn't anybody tell you that's where the burglar was caught that shot Uncle Ben? He goes back. He finds out that the Brand Corporation, which is an offshoot or was an offshoot of Roxxon, um, is digging or something. And they're doing some testing and they're about to blow all these uh, immigrant workers uh, and trap them all under there. The security guard, as well as some sort of scientist, architect, guy, engineer, I'm not sure. Um, He tries to stop them, but the security guard tries to blow the tunnel. Um, The tunnel blows. He gets really uh, upset because he thinks all the guys died. He goes digging for the guys a little bit. He finds them, gets them out, and then the whole building collapses. Jameson makes a, uh, a speech later. <clears throat> sorry man um and says you know this this building's been is a historic building we'll rebuild something better here and revitalize the area basically it was written by roger stern and the art by uh de la torre and um it was kind of a throwback it kind of bridged the gap between current spidey actually more brand new day spidey and, um, you know, his roots all the way back to, to the first story with Uncle Ben. Um, it felt a little forced at times, yet I really appreciated what they were trying to do, um, kind of getting them back to his roots, kind of revitalizing that, saying what the Peter Parker book was about. Um, I don't think it had to be a Peter Parker book. I, it depends how the sensational books come out. You know, they're doing the point ones for everything. Yeah. Um, but I did really like the art a lot. I thought it was I thought it was good. Um it it was not only good for this story, but um very interesting the way it was stylized and good poses for Spider Man. Um some good action stuff, you know, that yeah. you don't get to see those type of poses too often anymore. Yeah. I think I pretty much agree with you. It was it was interesting that that's where it went back to, you know, the Acme uh, Corporation, and um, I loved loved the asterisks where it took us back to Amazing Spider-Man two thirty four, two thirty five, and two thirty six. Like it made the issue matter, you know. Right. I love those. So that was really cool. Dar was all right. It was just all right. But uh, I think the story was pretty pretty good. Well, I'm very interested. To, I mean, this is obviously one of the 50-year um, anniversary special issues. I like the cover with Ramita. 
And I'm interested to see um, how the other issues are going to do as well. You know? The other what? The point ones? Yeah, the other point one issues. Yeah, this was a surprise. I didn't, I, this was just off my radar. I didn't even know this was coming out. Man, I lo- I post them every Monday. What's coming out? I said it was off my radar. It's <laughs> a program. Okay. All right. All right. Last book. Go. For All it. right. Wrap it up with AVX number nine. Um, we're a little bit behind on this one. That's okay. AVX ten comes out next week, but AVX nine had a lot going on, so we this wanted to. Cover this came it. out last week. I guess it did, but still. Okay. <laughs> You're right. It did come out last week. All right. Uh, the narrator is being beaten by Colossus and only stops narrating when he, she discovers that it's his or her blood that's everywhere. Did that make sense? Yes. Okay. We cut to the Avengers returning to Kunlun after losing Thor to Colossus and magic. Spider-Man gets with Hope and tells her that she needs to be ready to step up to the plate when her time comes. Meanwhile, Storm, Gambit, Armor, and Pixie watch as Thor is lowered into the volcanic prison by magic. She, Storm tells them that they need to leave immediately. Meanwhile, in Ethiopia, Emma reveals to Cyclops that the Avengers are in Kun Lun. As he teleports away, she says she can feel herself losing control of the Phoenix Force, and do it. she may do something she will regret. She then kills a man who accidentally killed a mutant years ago. Off in Wakanda, Storm offers her aid to Black Panther, who shockingly reveals he has annulled their marriage. She asks T'Challa to relay the message that she is now on the Avengers' side. Later that night, the Avengers rendezvous with Professor Xavier and Storm at the volcanic prison where they battle demons, magic, and colossus. As the Avengers are losing the battle, Spider-Man tells Iron Fist, Tell Hope to remember what I said. He then pulls the other Avengers out of the battle and tells them to escape with the formerly imprisoned Avengers. Spider-Man uses comedy to distract Colossus and Magic, but also convince them to use their powers against each other after defeating him. This act, distract, this act distracts both Colossus and Magic, but also... Never mind, I said that wrong. Uh, this act causes the Phoenix Force to leave them both. As the Avengers return to Kunlun, Cyclops appears and tells Hope it's time to return home. Dun dun dun! Man, there's some pretty heavy fighting. A lot of blood in this. <clears throat> Poor Spider-Man. His face just wasn't even recognizable. It couldn't have been. Like, there's a gaping hole where his mouth was. Yeah. Poor guy. It reminded me of Morlun. <laughs> He just yeah. kept getting beat and beat and beat. But I, I think... I, go ahead. No, 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 no. You go. I think this was probably my favorite issue of AVX so far. It, there was This is what I wanted. I wanted Avengers fighting X-Men. And I wanted action and lots of it. And this was probably... Yeah, this is definitely my favorite issue. I thought the art was brilliant. The Kubert brothers could draw anything i just love their art there was there was so much going on whether it was fighting or like the story moved i felt the story moved in this issue like stuff was happening we see um you know black panther and storm they're done we see emma 
losing control. Cyclops has found out where they are. The Avengers rescue the other Avengers. Colossus and Magic lose the Phoenix Force. This is so much different from like AVX 2 where it's like in this issue we land on the moon and that's it. You know, this yeah. this just had a ton of stuff going on. Yeah. This is this was my second favorite issue. I think number 6 still is my favorite, but this one the selflessly um fighting of spider-man and just how badly beaten he is i really thought he was going to die and they were going to bring him back later in the series that's what i really thought was going to happen and i like how i like the um the lettering i really do um with the blood spots yeah that was that was great and they said that wasn't in the script but that the letterer thought that would be a good touch oh really where'd you read that it was on a comic Comic Book Resources, they did an uh, interview with Tom Brevoort. Yeah. And uh, that's what they, they said. Well, I tell you, that Chris Eliopoulos guy, he letters so many books. Yeah. He really does. And look, the cover on this, the Marx Morales cover, mm-hmm. man, that is some fantastic comic book art right there. Isn't it? Yeah. And see, if the art on the inside... I like. Hubert did a good job, right? He did great. He did. He did. It's a little, it's a, it's a little less true to life and less angular. You know, it's uh, the cover looks more true to life. You know, and inside when he's getting beat up, it's more cartoony. I mean, sure. yeah. And it definitely is classic Kubert artwork. But if, uh, man, if the interiors and and how he looked when he was getting beat up were like the um like the cover (laughs) that would be intense man i don't know when i saw the cover i was like i i really just assumed that the issue didn't have anything to do with the cover because you know a lot of times they do that oh me too i was like well spider-man what's he got to do with this right exactly but then when i read it because you you texted me and you were like you have to read this right now <laughs> i'm like i'm at work i picked up my books i'm not i i can't read it and you're like stop what you're doing get your books <laughs> out of your bag and read it right now um I was right <laughs> yeah i know i was like what is going on and i thought i really thought he was gonna die um i thought it was interesting in this one how they meet up with professor x did you read new avengers 29 that came out yesterday yeah with the illuminati yeah, and how like he storms out because he's like, you all blame me. So yeah. I, I, that was obviously before this. That was yeah, because Namor had the Phoenix Force. Right, exactly. So um, I thought it was interesting that they were working together. Another thing that I find interesting is the Colossus has hair again in this, and yet in Brian Wood's X-Men, he does not have hair. Well, he's only had hair since Phoenix Force. Right. So I assume Brian Wood's stuff happened... Um, after this, but I guess that's a bad assumption because um, we don't know if Scott is going to live through this, and they talk about Scott. So that means this is happening, or, or Brian Wood stuff happens before, and yeah. that kind of gives you a little insight into this issue because Storm in Brian Wood stuff is like, well, we're not going to tell Cyclops right now, <laughs> and it really shows in this. Yeah, so I, I think I, saw that too. I think that's pretty cool how. You know, you can kind of put the pieces together. One thing, Gambit is looks so 90s in this, doesn't he? 
that's gambit that's my gambit <laughs> it's so great with the hair and like the scruff and everything oh yeah it was fantastic that was really cool i did not like how emma frost just went around and killed that dude <laughs> that was pretty disgusting and especially because it looks like fingers are falling but it's really just his fish yeah yeah she's she's crazy I'm telling you, she's crazy. She's nuts. So, okay, who's left in the Phoenix Force? Only Scott and Emma, right? Yes. And we only have three issues left. That's true. I, Man. It's so. going gonna to be pretty interesting. Any predictions at this point? Oh, I'm, I don't know. I think Cyclops might bite it. I hope he does. Uh, I don't know. He, he very well might might bite it. I hope, but I wouldn't be upset if Emma did. Right. I hope Cyclops dies, and then I hope Emma goes into exile for a long time, and she just we never we don't see her for a long, long time. Yeah, she could do like Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah, and you know, un- the unfortunate thing is the whole Generation Hope book, seventeen issues of hashing out who Hope is and everything. We're never gonna see those characters again. No, they appear in the next issue. The five lights appear in AVX number 10? Yes, they, they put out um, preview pages today. What? Do they have a big part? Well, they didn't put out the whole issue, just, just preview pages. Well. Maybe they'll die. Edby, <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Like... Yes, they could resolve this conflict. Yes, they could kill Scott. Um, but if they take away the mutant thing, where the humans and mutants, there's no you know animosity there or wariness or anything. But how are they going to take care of the you know no more mutants being born problem? Are they gonna you know if they reverse that, then I will definitely think that we are in a different era because after Genosha. And then House of M, where they just wiped out all the mutants on the entire planet. It's been like that we will actually enter a new era. It, it's it will be such a change in the comic books. Well, you know the whole no more mutants was a Joe Casada thing. He said that there were just way too many mutants. Everybody you knew was a mutant, and it wasn't. You know, he was like, why are why are they fear and hated? It's every other person, you know, and unfortunately they put the, the cat in the bag, you know, they took all the mutants and they dispersed them and they left them at 290, 198 mutants. And as they started to die and no more could come about, a lot of people in Marvel just said that was a bad decision that should have never been made. Well, Joe Quesada is not the editor in chief anymore. So I think the cat's coming back out of the bag. Well, what do you think about that decision? I thought it definitely something needed to be done, but I don't think that was the maybe no more mutants, but pick better mutants or, you know, make it so that mutants can still be born or something, but they just like depowered everybody except for most of the X-Men <laughs> and then the other ones that weren't depowered were weird, odd, strange characters. Right. Like Rhapsody. I wish they explained why most of the X-Men didn't get... I mean, they're it's comic books. You can come up with some explanation, you know? 
Yeah, because even just like you know the people that Scarlet Witch felt she was closest with, or or that she knew, or right. or something like that. Right. It was yeah, it was very dumb. It was like Polaris lost her power. That's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I thought. I think it. I thought it was a good decision. I liked how they wiped out Genosha. Um, Grant Morrison did that. That was a. That yes. was. Man, it was devastating. Sixteen million, you know. Yeah. And then um, I liked the no more mutants thing. I thought that was really interesting. And I don't think I read the no more mutants. I think I read no more mutants before I read Genosha, so it didn't have as much of an impact, you know. Oh yeah, it wouldn't. So, uh, but putting it in perspective now is, it's quite something, you know? And so I, I, I'm really interested to see how they're going to turn that around. If they're even going to address it. Yeah. Who knows? But with the one, if you go to the, if you go to the, the page, not the cover page, the one after that, where it says story by, and it lists all mil, like 8 million of them, you know, that they're those guys are probably putting their heads together. I mean, especially because Bendis is the one that did the No More Mutants. He's, you know, I'm sure he has a creative way of putting them back. Between well, him and Hickman, you know? Well, and with every single title basically coming out of AVX, they have to be working together. Right. What What is so weird to me is that Brubaker, the only Marvel book he's going to be doing after AVX is Winter Soldier. That's been announced. No, he said that he's done oh. superhero comics for hmm. a long time. I I'm just so surprised that he like this is how he finishes up because Captain America number 19 is his last one, and he said, "Yeah, I'm done with superhero comics. I will keep writing Winter Soldier as long as they'll have me, but after that, I'm not. I'm going to concentrate on other stuff." Well, he I mean he wrote such a perfect series like he just did it right it's kind of hard to top yourself or where do you go from there yeah now you weren't a fan of his x-men stuff right not so much okay and then um i wasn't a fan of his secret avengers so his cap was so good right exactly so maybe he you know he's got his niche and he's moving on yeah Either way, AVX9 was one of the best of the bunch. And if yeah. you're looking for an action-packed issue, pick it up. Yeah, definitely. Now, are you, on the whole, before we move on to our Dino Awards, um, on the whole, are you happy or not happy with how AVX is? I'm happy with issue number nine. But as a whole, it's not been what I wanted. <laughs> gotcha. I, I've been my my expectations were low, so I've been fairly happy with everything I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really my interest is definitely peaked about where it's going. Yeah, like yeah, this is like the most excited I've been about it. But like last episode, I just wanted to see twelve issues of the X Men and Avengers beating the crap out of each other, and it turned turned up into being possessed five X Men get possessed by the phoenix force and just hide but i think it's interesting how it's 
creating a divide. You had to deal with the divide of of Wolverine and the X-Men. You had to deal with the schism. And then now, pretty much it, it, the lines were, okay, you're either a mutant or you're uh, an Avenger, except for Wolverine. And now it's like everybody's saying, whoa, this isn't cool. And so it's kind of going back the way it was. I, I think that's pretty interesting. Well, but is there still a schism then? <clears throat> Well, we know that there's two titles. We know that we're going to have an all-new X-Men, and then we're going to have X-Men Legacy, and we're going to have Wolverine and the X-Men. Uh, we know that Wolverine and the X-Men is going to continue. So um, it, it, there's possibility that there's going to be a schism. And, you know, even though we say, okay, well, they reset it so quickly, they may have reset it so quickly within this time frame, but it has been, it, by the end of this, it will have been like a year, right? Or a year and a half, even? Well, I mean, Uncanny X-Men is going to close out at issue 20. So that's that's almost two years. Oh, no, no, it's not. It's ten months. It's ten yeah. months. Because they double ship. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen it develop a little bit more. Because when you write for trades, you're only writing six issues for one story. So you can't go... You your timing can't progress if you're writing for trades. Like you could do twenty issues worth and it could be a few years. And you can say, okay, well it's been like this. This is the new established status quo. But if you're writing just like, oh, we got into a fight in space one day over six issues, then it doesn't work. The schism hasn't been around that long. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to be a writer. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Tinas. The Tina Award. All right, my man, how many you got? Three. Oh, I got three also. Awesome, hit me. <clears throat> Ask me how I feel. All right, ask me how I feel. Uh, would that be Hawkeye? Yes. What about it? Um, because he goes through a bunch of crap. <laughs> it's Hawkeye because that's, I, I mean, I just felt good about the book. You know, I was like, oh, I really enjoy this book. It makes me feel good to read comics. Oh, so it, the Tina was actually you. Well, it was my reaction to the book. I made, I thought I made sure that you knew it, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was me, it was me. Oh, you threw me a little curveball in there. Yeah, but you still got it because you're amazing. You're kind of like a boomerang. You threw a boomerang in there because because it came back to me. Yes. <laughs> and it had blades on it and electricity, and it really hurt. <laughs> okay, well, I see where this is going. <laughs> Hurtful. Alright, you're up. Alright. When the heartache is over. When the heartache is over. I know I won't be missing you. On the fold of my shoulder. Cause I know that I can live without you. Oh, live without you. Oh, I can live without you. That was your favorite one last week, right? 
Yes. I love that song. When the heartache is over. I'm is that gonna be Black Panther and Storm and their their marriage, the tumultuous marriage? Yes, very good. Yes. Good job. Cool. Yeah, that was kind of uh that was kind of a surprise. And I wondered I wonder if they you know, if that's good for the character. We didn't really talk about that. We kinda talked about that off the air on a different I guess what were we emailing or something? Uh, were we texting? Yeah, we might have been doing that. Yeah. So even though it's not a good thing, is it good for the characters is kind of what we were discussing. Yeah. And do you think it is? <laughs> uh, that's where I'm like the moral part of me is as it as like uh, in real life, divorce is awful. It's bad. It's, you know, don't do it. Get married for life. In comic books, <laughs> It's like finally Black Panther and Storm aren't together anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, well done. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, all right, um, your turn. Thief of Hearts. of heart i'm gonna say that one is for gambit (laughs) yes that's a very easy one yes awesome (laughs) but i mean it had the whole yeah he's a thief and yeah there's a girl and you know devil may care type of thing going on here but uh specifically just for him finally getting the spotlight for being who he is you know yeah no that was good good job hey thanks (laughs) number two Ain't it funny how time slips away? to go with uh how spider-man went back to the the acme building where his uh where the burglar was caught that shot uncle ben yeah are you reading my notes <laughs> no this is i i was wondering about this like when we first started this thing i was like man there is no way do you remember how bad we were at these i i was pretty good okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't remember how bad i was but i always wonder i was like man this is like uh, guess number three. Uh, <laughs> we were really hitting them, you know. Yeah, you're right. I do remember that. So yeah, I I thought it was interesting, and I love how Roger Stern tied it all together. But it has been so long. So yeah, good one, good one, man. Your turn. All right. Uh, let's see if you can do this one. I see home. Is this a, I, is this a famous Tina song? No. Okay. No. Um, I would say I see home 
would be is it hope oh that's a good guess but no no is it spider-man yes all right i won no what about spider-man uh <laughs> is it oh 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 is it peter parker spider-man no. <laughs> okay, so it is AVX. Spider-Man. Yeah, it is AVX. Okay. That's what it, that was my original guess was it AVX Spider-Man. Um because I don't know. Cuz I I really thought there was a good chance he was going to die and have to be brought back later in the series like some sort of, you know, Wanda type thing where everything gets set back in place. Cuz the way they were beating on him, I was like, "Holy cow, he's like going to make the ultimate sacrifice here and kind of like I'm coming home, type of thing. Gotcha. No, that, I, I, I wanted to try and put it together like it was hope, like the hope and Spider-Man conversation that they had, like almost like he could foresee the future and, and he's getting the crap beat out of him, so hope has to come. But I couldn't figure out how that had to do with Icy Home. I got you. Well, when you said the hope, I was like, oh, that's good because remember Scott came back and said it's time to come home. Yeah, I just thought that was too obvious that you wouldn't do that one. It's too obvious. Yeah, no, Thief of Hearts. Which one is that? (laughs) It's too obvious. All right, man. Last one. Last one. Thief of Hearts. Are you serious? Play the clip. Now I don't know <laughs> if I should guess mine because I want to get it right on the first guess. But that is so obvious. I'm going to do it. Gambit. Yeah. <laughs> we picked, not only have we gotten so good at this game, we have now picked the exact same song for the exact same reason. That was pretty good. <laughs> Man, when you said that, I was like, "Oh no!" (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That takes away one less thing I gotta clip, so that's great. Yeah, you just get to play it twice. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. That's so funny. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for episode forty-eight of. Marvel 616 Politics. This is Marvel 616 Politics. You can join us, download or stream our episodes at marvel616politics.com or email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter. We're pretty active on Twitter, uh, 616politics. Look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics, where we are also very active. Or you can give us a call and leave us a message at 616-755-TINA. And, of course, we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Get all your singles for up to 40% off, sometimes 50%. And they run deals um, on uh, you know all these number ones uh, that come out in October and November for Marvel Now. Um, they're probably going to run a deal on that and maybe do a 50% off bundle. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Go to dcbservice.com and get shipping right to your door. 
uh, pristine condition, and that's the place to go for your single issues. Um, anything else? Just a little heads up. Episode 50 is going to reveal Miss Jacqueline Kirby and Miss Jennifer Mayo on the episode. <laughs> it's going to be good stuff. <clears throat> oh, it's going to be great stuff. We'll, we'll see how that pans out. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics. <laughs>